Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Good morning. It is Tuesday, January 5th. You are listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. We're about to bring in Chip Brown, Horns 24-7, columnist, senior reporter. Chip broke the news on Saturday that Texas was going to hire Steve Sarkeesian. It was a pretty wild morning on Twitter. Uh, Saturday morning, Texas released a statement that it had fired Tom Herman. And just when you thought things were about to kick up into a really fun coaching search, 20 to 30 minutes after that tweet, Chip Brown dropped his Sark bomb. So we're going to talk to Chip about what went into breaking that story and, and why Texas AD Chris Del Conte changed his mind and decided to let go of Herman after a few weeks earlier saying that Tom was going to stay as a head coach in Austin. So let's bring in Chip Brown right now. The College Football Daily will be right back. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Okay, right now we are bringing in Chip Brown as promised. Chip, I got to know, at what point of last week, maybe it's Friday afternoon, maybe it's Saturday morning, early morning, did you have to go zero dark 30? No errands, no bike rides, no nothing. I'm staying home because I'm about to have some news. Well, it, uh, I don't even know what day it is anymore, Trey, but it was, um, you know, it became apparent to me early on last week that, that there was probably going to be a change. And, you know, I kept hearing Steve Sarkeesian's name. So, you know, when it came right down to it, I think that Texas leadership lost faith in Tom Herman, the leader, more than they lost faith in Tom Herman, the coach. And I think uh, there were some things that developed from the time that Chris Del Conte issued that vague statement before signing day, reiterating Herman as coach. I think there were some things that developed after that 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 caused Texas to go from okay, $25 million to buy out Herman for Urban Meyer is one thing. $25 million to buy out Herman for anyone less than Urban Meyer is another. To, we got to make a change. Hmm. And, and so that's what was told to me from a high-level university source that they lost faith in Herman the leader more than they lost faith in Herman the coach. 
what kind of things can make you lose faith in someone as a leader? Could it have been, have been the bowl opt-outs perhaps could have been, I think Chris Conte could take a look at our recruiting rankings chip and see 17 and probably read the message boards and read Mike Roach's Intel and say, eh, 2022 doesn't look very good either. Well, was it that as well? I think it was more than the opt-outs. I think there was some interviews with players. I think there was some information learned in that that concerned the leadership about the way that Tom Herman was leading young men and that, you know, your best recruiters are going to be your players. Right. And Mm -hmm. that was not happening. So you don't have to be popular as a coach with the players. Coaches are, are all crazy eyed drill sergeants to a degree, but I think there, there were some questions about, the way that Tom Herman was leading these guys and, and that maybe they were not serving as the best recruiters for the program. And that was a concern. And then, you know, there was obviously, it was a rough year. And I've said this before, the eyes of Texas situation, that controversy really played out in October when the team was not standing together after the Oklahoma game. And I know for a fact, Chris Del Conte had made it a point in coaches' meetings that you know student athletes didn't have to sing, they didn't have to put their horns up, but they needed to stand together as a team so that they would avoid the appearance of of being divided. And Tom Herman didn't feel like he could do that. Now, Chris Del Conte ultimately went and talked to the team. It's a difficult situation, no matter how you slice it, but that caused more problems for Tom Herman amongst the big money guys, the UT administration, then people realize there was a sense that Herman just didn't, he didn't fall in line with what Texas is all about. Whether that's accurate or not, that's how they felt. It sort of became a hell or high water situation for them. And I think Chris Del Conte, the athletic director, was a little more understanding, even though Del Conte took it right in the chops with regard to that as well. I think he was a little more understanding of how sensitive the situation was for Tom Herman. But uh, again, I think all of this piled up and then, you know, in the last two weeks they decided and they, and I had reported early on that they had vetted Steve Sarkeesian while they were vetting Urban Meyer. And Sarkeesian was a guy who I know they had interest in, right away and they feel like you know with his offensive mind he can certainly match wits with Lincoln Riley and that his experience as a head coach and the public humiliation that he went through losing his job at USC and then having worked at Alabama Nick Saban brought him back to Alabama after Sarkeesian spent two years as the Atlanta Falcons offensive coordinator that he was now a mature coach who was ready to learn from his mistakes. Maybe like a little bit like Ed Orgeron, who, you know, tried to do too much as a head coach at Ole Miss. It didn't work. He got fired at USC, but with time, you know, had the right perspective to become a head coach when he went to LSU. And, and now we'll see, we'll see. But I think uh, the players, everyone responded well to Sarkeesian's initial introduction and, 
Sarkeesian has talked to a few players individually, and, and I think there's a level of excitement in the program. We'll see. I mean, Sarkeesian's going to be made or broken by his staff, and we're waiting to find out who's going to be on the staff. But interesting times at Texas, for sure. Never boring. Never boring. So when I, I was kind of thinking about this the other day, our podcast is, this is running on Tuesday morning. Alamo Bowl was a week ago. I was, I was thinking about like, you know, seeing Tom Herman on the sidelines in, in that big blowout win. It was a fun game, you know, his, his post-game stuff. And I'm like, I wonder if Tom Herman knew. And then I, I remember, you know, going back to watching the Rose Bowl in Arlington on uh, Friday and, you know, lots of shots of Steve Sarkeesian and he was a, a day away from being named the Texas football coach. I'm like, I wonder if, I wonder if, you know, I would assume that was, that was wrapped up. Um, but for, for Tom Herman's purposes, like chip without re- revealing, you know, what you can't reveal, like, do you think after when, when Texas Colorado wrapped up, do you think Tom Herman thought to himself, that was probably it for me here? Well, I know Herman contacted a, a couple players after his dismissal Saturday morning and said that he was totally taken by surprise Oh, by that call. I think there were people on Herman's staff who were still very concerned because they knew Texas was still out looking around. And so, you know, I think there probably was a nagging doubt in Herman's mind, but I don't think he expected that call on Saturday morning. Yeah, I, I was I was pretty surprised, but I will say I, I, I talked to your colleague Jeff Howe after the Alamo Bowl, and I was going to do an episode on lots of fun freshmen to build around. And Jeff was like, yo, we don't, we don't even know if Tom Herman's coming back. So I, I thought that was... We kind of got ahead of that last one for me, Chip, and, and then I'll let you go get back to your, your breaking news. But how would you classify the hire of Steve Sarkeesian? To me, it's just kind of like, I'm almost like numb to, to craziness happening given the past year that we've had, but it feels like, like his charge is not to come into the 40 acres and tear down the, the culture and, and realign everything as maybe it was for Tom Herman, but rather just say like, we've got enough to win. Now the facilities are coming in, like we've got enough. And it almost just kind of feels like Texas now needs to shift into just, just another gear. Yeah. And I think the key is recruiting. You know, I, I think Sarkeesian has already looked at the talent. He watched the Alamo bowl. You know, he's excited about the talent and I, I know he's excited about Bijan Robinson and that's and his Najee. That's his Najee. Yeah. And so, you know, he's got to come in and bring the excitement on the recruiting trail and he'll have, you know, a little less than a month until the, the next signing day after the national championship game. And, you know, that's why he's got to get his staff figured out and get them on the ground and, and see what they can put together here. Mm-hmm. And about nine scholarships available depending on the math but you know that's where this has to pick back up because that was a big concern among UT administration that the recruiting you know you had a guy like Quinn Ewers the five-star quarterback in the 2022 class committed and then he decommits and that was a that was a concern and recruiting going forward is going to be hugely important because there is talent on the roster now and they've got to keep adding to it. And Sarkeesian has a new message to sell, you know, that he's coached all these guys at Alabama who are going into the NFL and, and now it's got to work that way for Texas. 
Absolutely. Chip Brown, thanks for joining us. Congrats on the scoop. It's uh, early in the year, but I think it'll probably be the biggest one of the year for 24-7 sports. Good luck on the, uh, the rest of the reporting as Sark fills out his staff. Thanks, Trey. Happy New Year. Thanks again to Chip Brown for joining us today. He's a very busy guy, a lot of news to cover right now, an exciting time for him. A few other news items to get to. Ryan Day ended any speculation that Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields will miss Monday's national title game against Alabama. Fields has been dealing with those rib injuries that he suffered Friday against Clemson in the Sugar Bowl, took that tough hit from James Skowski and looked to be in serious pain, still ended up throwing for six touchdowns. They said that Fields woke up on Saturday feeling better than he expected to. He's not 100%, but he will play. That's no real surprise if you played against Clemson through the injury. He's going to be fine over a week later. Also, JT Daniels, Georgia quarterback, he's returning to Athens for 2021. I figured that was coming, but you never know. Uh, JT was a top 10 recruit in the class of 2018 with Trevor Lawrence and the aforementioned Justin Fields. I think his return to to Georgia is a, a big reason why the Bulldogs could be the number one team in the preseason rankings. We'll kind of get a good idea as to what everyone's thinking about those preseason rankings next week after the title game. We always see the way too early rankings come out. I wrote on 24-7 Sports yesterday about the teams who I think will be in the mix for number one. It's Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, and Oklahoma. So that's uh, go check that out. I, I think Daniels will give Georgia a very legit shot there. I, I think we've all been burned by the Bulldogs in the past, especially at quarterback and how Kirby Smart handles his quarterbacks. But if he can get a little bit better and if, if Georgia's talent can continue to outshine just about anybody else on the trenches, I expect the Georgia Bulldogs to be a national title threat in 2021. All right. My name is Trey Scott. Chip Brown was our guest today. Our producer is Lance Glenn. Thank you so much for listening to the College Football Daily. We'll talk to you all on Wednesday. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.